0: Melinda from Hope When There Was None. Good morning. Well, I wanted to finish, this is actually my last segment in the how can you tell if a person's changing their toxic behavior or not changing. So this is going to be the last in the series. So here you go. So this person picks on you, criticizes you, ignores your strengths, your contributions to the relationship. They don't support your independence and refuses to acknowledge that you even have any rights. They put their needs and wants above yours. They don't recognize any of the damage they've done. They get angry with you over the consequences that you've suffered over his or her abuse. He or she seems mad or even confused as why you fear them. Why don't you trust me or why you are even hurt or angry? They try to get out of the consequences by trying to convince you that it's actually you that have the problem. This person's also mad because you left instead of recognizing that you had a right to do so. This person also acts as if you still owe him or her. They are impatient or critical for you not forgiving them immediately for being, not being satisfied for the changes that he or she's already made. But, maybe they haven't made those changes that you've requested and still hasn't changed despite claims that they have this person's only confused excuse me only concerned about how the situation has been hard on him or her and not anyone else and they even feel sorry for themselves he or she also doesn't appreciate the concern that how you are and how your children are doing about what he or she has done Abuse does more than hurt. It's very damaging, and it can have lifelong consequences as well. But this person doesn't have any remorse. They don't have any, uh, they aren't apologetic for anything that they've done, or they haven't changed despite saying that they were going to. Now, this person says that the only way that they can get help is if you help. He wants, he or she wants emotional support and forgiveness, even though You can definitely see that they're not changing. They still want that and demand that. So he or she says that I'm changing, air quotes, but you clearly see, again, this person is not changing. And, again, they are angry with you. They're maybe giving you the cold cold shoulder because they haven't realized that they aren't changing. Does that make sense? I know that sounds really, really goofy. Now, this person always or not always this person's getting angry for you not trusting them or believing that they're changing for good now many times abusers say that they're sorry and then get mad if you don't immediately forget what happened and they think that you know sorry or even buying you things instantaneously just resolves the matter and it should be dropped you should just move on forward This person also might pressure you into taking him or her back or even guilt you into doing so. And especially before you're ready because you know that there's things that need to be done. And even not only with this person, but also for yourself, you need to do some healing as well, some self-care, some self-love. But this person just totally just disregards any of that. So if you've noticed any of these things, and I did share early on in the podcast, I believe it was number one about what the person does it might have been one and two about what this person actually does that you can tell you can see this person's understanding the effects of their behavior they're taking responsibility for that behavior there's they're giving respect to you respecting those boundaries they're actually changing you're not seeing any violence you're able to speak freely there's no threats there's no threats of harm There's no demanding sex There's no maybe um, substance abuse as well And this person's apologetic Not only to you but to your children And also others perhaps They've abused others with their toxic behavior as well And they're no longer treating you like a doorman But again the last two podcasts I've done That's how you can tell this person's not changing But also you have to think about How long do you want to keep going How long do you see yourself in this situation? And if it's not violent, how long can you continue on the path that you are? And I talk to women that have been in relationships 10 years, 20 years, 30, 40, 50 years, and they stay one for the kids and then they stay for the grandkids and then they don't want the person to be lonely or this person saying that they're going to get help and they don't get help. And, girl, I know I've heard it. I've heard every, every different type of excuse, and if there's a playbook for narcissists, I've heard it. I've heard the excuses. I've had the threats. I understand. And even if it's not in an abusive situation, if it's verbal, you know you've heard the threats too. You just have to reach a place. Somebody asked me, why doesn't she just leave, and I've done a podcast about that before. Why doesn't she just leave? it goes deep. It's really hard, but you have to reach a point when you're like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And that's what I reached. I reached that point where I could not see myself doing this anymore. I could not envision myself for another 20, 30 years at the point I was at. One, I didn't think I was going to survive another year, honestly, but that was a physical, that was definitely physical. It was taking a turn. And the BDSM that was getting crazy Um, but I did not see myself living but I couldn't see even besides that I could not see myself doing this physically emotionally mentally I was worn out I was spiritually tired I, I was just tired and I was tired of being tired I was tired of being that doormat punching bag literally and figuratively I just couldn't do this and again I didn't want my kids to see that this is all that there is in the relationship now my daughter She's with her partner. They've had their ups and downs. Um, They've had court issues and so on because of his behavior. Uh, My eldest daughter, now my middle, my youngest daughter, I should say, she doesn't want any relationships. She's seen what it does to family and friends. She's heard me counsel and mentor ladies locally, and that scares her. It frightens her, and I'm trying to get her to a point to understand that not every relationship is like that, and I like to believe that there's, there's good in the world. There's good relationships out there and she can look at me and Mr. Awesome as our relationship has evolved too. But still, that's not enough for her. And so I'm okay with that. Uh, We're still working on her. And as for my other daughter, she wants to try and make it work. So I told her, I support you and I love you. I'm not really fond of his behavior, but I love you. I love you. And so, you know, he's actually stepped up to the plate especially over some recent events where she's had thyroid cancer and she just recently had her thyroid removed but seeing him stay home stay close to her go to her doctor's appointments and uh, take care of the girls their children together it's been phenomenal so there, there is some change and I'm, I'm I try to stay positive and upbeat that the relationship can survive really and truly and uh, you know I hope it does I really do I, I want nothing but the best for my children for anybody. I hate to see a relationship break up. I really do really and truly even if it's domestic violence related because I know I've seen people that have been through a domestic violence situation or a domestic abuse situation in without physical abuse and they've come out the other end. When that person realizes, that abuser realizes that uh, they have too much to lose and they don't want to lose that person so they do that change, they do that switch and again I've been doing this since 2009 and I can literally count on one hand how many people have actually changed. Off the top of my head, three. Three couples. They've been through the the valley and they've come up on top so out of the hundreds of women and men that I've chatted with, it's kind of sad. But I still believe that there's hope. There really and truly is. If of course, if you're in a domestic violence situation where it's just getting worse, it, it there is no hope. But please don't stay for the kids. Don't stay because well, I'm already 60, Melinda. I don't want I'm too old to start all over. No, 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 no. Don't don't stay. Don't. You you can start at any age. There is no boundaries on how old you are when you have to leave a person or I can't I can't leave because my younger years are gone you need to be safe and there is healing out there there is hope out there there's other survivors out there that have started there's a gal that I know That has started and restarted in her 70s. So there is hope. Uh, If you have kids, I know a gal, she had five kids and she restarted. So there is hope out there. There are resources out there. You might have to use your community to do it. And there's no shame on being on on government assistance. There is no shame on asking people for help, uh, job leads, something of that nature. There's no shame in that. There is... There can be freedom. There can be that hope. There can be. There can be a life that's so surreal to you, even in your wildest imaginations, where it is safe, where you are respected where you are loved and even if you aren't with a partner you know let's disregard that let's just put take a person out a romantic partner partner out of the situation because once you leave that abusive situation I have to encourage anybody out there listening give yourself time to learn who you are what you want what your needs are what do you want out of life and having that time even just to be by yourself to date yourself to Figure out where you want to go in life has been just phenomenal. It's a way to grow, and there is no shame in not having that person. It is lonely, and it can be so easy just to go ahead and call that abuser back because you're lonely, because you're afraid, because you don't have a job. But stepping out of your comfort zone to find that job. Find what you need, and, and not to settle for that first attorney. Maybe you need an attorney that is really going to be at your back, or that has experience with domestic violence, or that counselor that has is trauma informed, or that has had a domestic violence or abuse background. Keep fighting, keep looking, and keep searching. You're not alone. If you need any help, maybe resources in your area. I'm in Indiana, but I'm happy to look. I've looked up resources for people around the world, and I'm happy to. To give what I can. Now I can't do the walk for you. I can walk with you, but I can't do it for you. You have to at one point in time when you're ready, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move on. Figure out where you need to go. What do I need to do in order to get a rental? What do I need to do to clean up my credit? What do I need to do to get into the job that I want? What do I need to do in order to move on, to go to school, to start all over? These are questions you can ask yourself. Sit down with some paper and pen or talk it out with a friend if you have a good trusted friend. If not, call me. I've left my phone number four, but here it is again. 219-394-3051. 219-394-3051. It's a real number. It's my home phone. Just don't call after six or before eight o'clock. Nine o'clock is good. And we have a, a uh, answer machine, so if I'm not home, definitely it'll go over to the answering machine i might i work from home now i do uh, live ops so i might be on the phone so i might not be able to take your call at that time or i might just be out who knows garage sailing hula hooping something (laughs) or out in the garden pretty soon it's going to be gardening time and i do invite anybody that's in the northwest indiana southwest burbs if you want to get your hands dirty come on over we can do some plantings this It sounds like I'm actually looking for some garden slaves. I'm not. This was something that helped me with my healing, getting into the dirt, planning out a future in my garden, seeing the beauty as things grow, it grew. And there are studies that show that gardening, digging in the dirt, getting your hands in that dirt is very therapeutic and it gives you some natural endorphins and so on. So I'm always looking for people that would like to come on over and volunteer, come out and help on the farm, maybe, um, groom Mr. Dan, the wonder goat. He can use a brushing if you are looking to gather eggs. Right now we're getting like 16 eggs a day. So if you want to come over and know what it's like to experience chickens, you've always wanted a little farm. We are like very many, but um, you know, I have plants to grow someday. So on that note, I'm going to let you go, dear one. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. Please stay safe. Bye.